Have you ever wanted to listen to two Indian dudes just rambling on about their lives, where they grew up, and talk about biryani? Have we got the podcast for you. Listen to my friend Ramiz and I throw out words like reductionist, psychosomatic, and grilled cheese for your amusement. And remember, you chose to listen to this. All right, welcome to episode, uh, well, you know, the episode numbers of these podcasts in itself is a conspiracy, so I'm not really <laughs> sure. Uh, our Spotify algorithm is is pretty uh, hopeless in, in kind of trying to sort it out. But yes, welcome to Brain Juice. Um, for this week's episode, what we decided to do was sort of just step back from sort of the heavy topics that we talk about uh, on a weekly basis to doing something oh, fun. Yeah. Um, with the rise of the COVID eights, we've uh, we've been thinking about you know conspiracy <laughs> theories in general, and I brought on uh, conspiracy theorist extraordinaire, the one person that I keep parting out for a lot of my podcasts, the Imagineer himself, Akshit. So Akshit, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself to the to our listeners. Thanks, thanks you guys, thanks for having me. Like this is uh, this is a. This is an honor for me because I've been, believe it or not, I've been, I've been listening to your podcast like, like ever since you guys started. Because you know, it started off as being like, like just supportive of what you guys were doing. But I, I'll tell you this: you've got something going on here. Then, in 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 all like honesty, this is, it, it, I just you know, I just put the play button, Spotify, and then the last thing it just you know starts playing again, and I can't seem to stop it. So it's it's amazing to be here. Nice Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and you know, off, Thanks a lot. Off, off air, uh, Akshit basically said that uh, my voice is. And I know all, 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 all the all the classy elements of this will come from Ramiz because I have no expectations. <laughs> of and you've been, you, 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 you've been kind of like you know uh, you know setting the standard like lower and lower every time, but it's awesome. <laughs> like you know, it's, that, that's why that's what I'm for. <laughs> I, I, I have no standards or uh, no morals or anything. I, I, I'm glad. That's I'm glad. what sells these days. Right? <laughs> you know? Just look at the internet, right? Yeah. You, you go as low as low as possible in the words of Honorable Lil, Lil John. <laughs> he, he did say it. He did say it well. He did ask us to get low. Ramiz, as always, happy to have you on. Uh, I couldn't do it without you, so... Oh, same here, dude. Hi, everyone. Uh, today's a special, special episode. Away from, like Akshay said, away from the heavy topics. This is going to be really, really fun. Uh, just a disclaimer for everybody. Everything that we say on this is just pure speculation based on our beliefs. So please don't take it as scientific fact and don't hold it against please. us later on. Please. <laughs> That's don't you, get me into trouble, dude. <laughs> I'm already. We literally can't right. afford to get cancelled. <laughs> yeah. So the the uh, I'm just going to put out a disclaimer. The opinions of uh, of Akshay are just his opinions alone, and not the opinions of. I don't of know. Maybe it's the internet, dude. It's just I, you know. <laughs> you're, you're throwing under the bus, all right. Well, you know, I, I'm glad that that we've uh, you know started off the podcast you know, on a very inspiring and positive note. This is what I expected from Akshit, no less. Um, I did have a question before we started, Akshit. Um, I kind of wanted to get to the bottom of your Instagram handle, uh, which is at the Imagineer. Where did that come from? So, <laughs> funny story, actually. You know, I I was uh, scouting around for uh, for. Uh, uh, like my career choices, you know, you know, you know, I don't know if you guys had this or something like in, in my uh, ninth standard and 10th standard uh, people, 
you know just came into my school and they were they were always like um, you know giving me these aptitude tests to complete like basically trying to chart out a career for for everybody and apparently like my career turned out to be this animator uh, you know film producer ish you know which which my obviously my brown dad was like super happy about and he already supported everything that i wanted to do <laughs> and then i and then i and I, you know these are the days of the the dial up internet okay so i i i searched the whole description thing uh, using my uh, 100 kbps ultra broadband mtnl internet and i come up with this this sort of profession at disney studios which is called imagineering this is a whole sort of uh, uh, subsection if you may it's called imagineering and and i thought kisi ko pata nahi chalega chal dag de it looks cool you know something that this just caught on and i did that first for my uh, i think for my orkut account where you know is to post this sort of imagineering thing and then it sort of yeah it stuck on and it's been that from like something that has no meaning you know half the time i'm you know not in right in my head so yeah that's that's very to not half the time most of <laughs> the time um well Uh, now that now that we've got to the bottom of what imagineering actually means um it's nice to know that you wanted to go work for a nazi uh, in Walt Disney but um that aside uh just full disclaimer we will be talking a lot about nazis at some point today i can fully expect it so what what i decided to do today was you know like we, did, we we all picked a topic to talk about which is one conspiracy theory that we all you know like to read about and talk about which is great um but before we do that before we dive into a topic i just wanted to pick three of my top conspiracy theories and i wanted to ask you guys what your big three topics would would be so maybe ramiz i'll start with you and then we'll go to akshit and then i'll give out mine cool cool so the first one i, I really am passionate about uh, i think we are quite a bit is uh, intelligent life so aliens basically the second would be uh, simulations whether this is a sim- like are we living in a simulation or are we actually of uh, do we have libertarian free will and the third would be uh, the anunnaki i i really am fascinated by the whole mythology of all of that and its derivatives in our, our uh, whole culture yeah this this entire group is like a big fan of the anunnaki theory also if you if you don't notice you know i'll probably post up a picture on instagram at some point this two akshit shetty so this is clearly a glitch in the matrix at this point because <laughs> you've got you, you've got you connected on the phone and the camera it's great uh it's only fueling more speculation so akshit what about you what are your top three conspiracy theories uh for see for, for the two picture thing though that that the other guy is on a mountain so it's not definitely not me to that body go and he has, so that i don't know who that guy is but 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 yeah for for me i think i i, I sort of you know super echo with what for me is just said i i really you know if if i you know i'm a copycat any days so you give if you if i sit behind you in the examination you know Yeah, I'm going to basically write down your answers. I'm going to score more than you. That's how my whole academic <laughs> career is like sort of spanned out. You know, you know those. So for me, but I, I might have to digress a little bit. I I love you know I I really really empathize with the whole simulation theory. I understand that, but having thought about it like way too much in 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 the last like four five years, living with the great S D N I R. That's I've another shout out. Sorry, sorry that that yeah. 
if you haven't heard of the guy, uh, I'll give you a link to his Instagram. So hopefully we'll pick up his Instagram followers. It's not like he uses Instagram or anything, but uh, he's just a very interesting person to follow. Yeah, I think he uses Instagram for, for location stuff, I think. <laughs> like if he wants to go to a... <laughs> Yeah, he, he is a very interesting dude. All right, just going back to back to so, it. Yeah, you know the simulation theory was one. Yeah, and and no, no, no. So actually, simulation theory is not one of my picks today. But my first okay. pick is is the Anunnaki, like the existence of you know like super gods, like sowing the seeds of humanity or like intelligent humanity, you know, humanity, uh, in, in the postmodern world. The second would be the the moon landing controversy. You know, e- even though as much I'd like, I've spent mo- like m- like much part of my life, uh, you know, trying to get into debates with with, with a lot of people with no knowledge of what ha- like transpired here in 1969. Uh, I I I believe that's a huge controversy again here, uh, uh, here in the United States and I think across the world. Uh, the third, uh, what was it was. I don't remember at the moment, but I'll I'll circle back to that. I don't remember it right now. What was it? Mental note in my head. But yeah. let, let's circle back to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to hold you to that. We're going to get to your third one very, very quickly. Uh, for me, uh, well, what I'm going to talk about today is going to be MK Ultra, which is the CIA's whole mind control experiment. Uh, oh, number wow. two, I think it's, oh, it's going to be awesome. The, no. the, 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 the commonality between the three of us, which is the um, which is the Anunnaki theory, and the third one is the uh, in, back in two thousand one, which uh, uh, was big news back in in Kuwait also when I was growing up, was the Monkey Man of Delhi. Um, oh, of which yeah. uh, the largely successful Bollywood movie Delhi Six is based on. So uh, you you know that came about as a result of mass hysteria and you know just the whole idea of of this motherboard heart. Yeah, for a monkey that's roaming around so uh, that to me was interesting so yeah those are my big um, big three conspiracy theories um, perfect so I think we've set the tone here for for us to go forward so maybe we'll start with uh, with you Ramiz. Uh let's let's talk about your conspiracy theory and what you picked oh okay so for me it's basically uh, aliens I really really want to talk about aliens not really the Anunnaki type but some or like intelligent beings that might have visited our planet or um, are amongst us uh, in some form of cloaking mechanism. I, I uh, in the previous podcast, I spoke about how uh, um, they found, um, or there was basically a contractor named Eric Davis who worked as a defense contractor for uh, the DOD, Department of Defense in the States. And he said that they ex- excavated and had briefings based on um, um, un- unidentified flying objects, which were quote unquote not created on the planet. So I've, it got me thinking, and I've always had this fascination with alien beings and whether we have different uh, uh, life forms, not carbon based, or whether they're different, um, if they're more advanced civilizations than us. So I really wanted to know, like, it's been in my head for quite a bit. I really wanted your guys' opinions. So based on uh, the Drake equation, which is Frank Drake, he was a famous astrophysicist. So he said the probability of intelligent life, basically in our galaxy, based on 100 billion stars, which are similar to Earth's atmosphere, they said about 10,000 of them could have had or do have 
uh, alien life. So I'm thinking that what possibility is there that they have a higher advanced civilization than us and kind of don't interfere or they do interfere in our uh, lives. Uh, yeah, so uh, Akshat, uh, since you are the guest of honor, let me know your opinion. <laughs> dude, dude, I I am all for it, dude. I'm 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 seriously. I couldn't agree with you more, and I I'm all for it. I I I'd certainly think that with with the amount of with with with, with the with the limited amount of resources that we have as as human beings, as Homo sapiens, basically, uh, the science that we have sort of unearthed and 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 we've you know we've seen there is more than enough evidence that we're not alone that it just doesn't make sense that this you know in in the words of like the great Carl Sagan that this tiny blue speck of this all sphere everybody that we ever known and everybody that we will ever know is just like you know it, it's confined to this small blue sphere it just doesn't make sense to me like there's there's bound to be other people carbon based non carbon based matter based non antimatter based whatever you know intelligent non intelligent sentient non sentient whatever there is there are other uh, beings out there capable of rational thinking um, rational in 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 their terms in, in their like life form terms not not in our terms you know because that's not even possible on earth but but the, but i am all for it there's 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 definitely like you know intelligent life out there um who knows possibly looking out for us um, or you know looking for that one opening cuz cuz we're beaming signals into the space man and and these signals are not stopping you know these these are these radio waves you know i've been working with these with this technology to get a to get a feeling of what we're what we're emitting out through the earth that signal isn't coming back anytime soon it's going to reach sometime and when it does with the right receptor uh, who knows what's coming um, but i definitely agree with it and i i don't know rabi have you seen the bob lazar documentary or or, or the joe rogan I've, podcast i i've uh, watched a little bit i haven't seen the documentary i caught up for the netflix subscription oh. <laughs> no but oh I, i've heard about bob lazar quite a bit i saw him on joe rogan and um, you know he like there is a lot of uh, belief that he is lying or he might be faking it and i always see these outliers as you know they have a sense of credibility because um, no matter how much they try to discredit him he has a lot of uh, uh, knowledge based in science rather than yeah. a lot of pseudo scientific uh, methods that a lot of people have said having said that after um, another person came out and said that yeah there might be something else that's when it it got more traction in my mind not to say that he was uh, lazar was lying or something but it kind of reinforced the notion that there definitely has been an extraterrestrial presence on this earth for sure so i definitely uh, recommend people uh, listening to lazar i don't really um, trust the other person i think his name is jeremy the guy who did the film i feel like he looks like a sketchy character on us yeah like, like yeah he yeah. he kind of like this, yeah he, he reminds me of this like this uh, this thing <laughs> like this narcissistic dude who just wants to like piggyback of lazar or something but yeah do i i honestly feel like you know these governments have unlimited amount of funding they have this paranoia based on you know some attack by some foreign government so i'm sure they have had more advanced technologies just the governments themselves that have basically right. uh, hidden away from 
uh, like the average person. So I'm pretty sure that they have some knowledge that we don't know because it kind of goes against the whole religious doctrine of what all we've been yeah. taught that, oh no, we're the center of the universe. We're basically the yeah. most intelligent life. And then God created, created us in his image. So it kind of creates yeah. this mindset of, you know, thinking that, oh no, you know what? We are the best in the world. That, ex- that no, human exceptionalism, basically. So yeah, that aspect. I yeah, dude, I, I really think that the, I, I want to say I definitely believe Lazar, but as somebody who likes the scientific method, I feel like, let's see when the evidence basically comes out. So, Akshay, what do you he, think? He, like, w- w- yeah, so, sorry, go ahead. Just, I'm sorry, Rami, Akshay, just yeah. before you come in, though, you know, the United States Navy this year released, you know, while the whole pandemic situation was sort of, you know, was going around here, the United States Navy actually confirmed that they spotted unidentified like flying objects flying around the Death Valley. They, they have artifacts uh, which they don't necessarily recognize. And, you know, it, it's, it's sort of, you know, God, you know, it, it got sort of, you know, completely camouflaged with the whole hysteria over COVID-19. But, but I think the United States Navy has, has, has come forward and, you know, it might not be, you know, the great opening of the alien life that we wanted, like the target Atlantis and, you know, finding out that whole, but, but this is something I, you know, that the, the whole Naruto run in Arizona was not for nothing, you know, <laughs> it, it did, <laughs> something was there. Yeah. Um, Dude, so, yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, you asked me about my opinion. So on the last podcast, I, I argued um, for more more of an evidence-based approach. And, you know, I, and I went back and I started reading about a lot of stuff. And um, I'm slowly warming up to the idea that we're probably not the only species alive on this, like you said, uh, Akshit, on this like little blue speck. Um, and as I was reading, I was trying to get historical accounts of, you know, things being seen because my objectivism was, oh, it's rooted only in Roswell and, you know, only in the U.S. And like, it's like, you know, uh, middle of nowhere, uh, Kansas is where, you know, everybody was, you know, inly probed for some reason, right? That was my... You were going to say, uh, yeah. say bump fuck, weren't you? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I was, I was. I, I held my tongue there. Um, so I was just going back and reading, like the first ever account uh, of something like this actually happened in circa 1440 BC, which is a long time ago. And the, the, the concept was fiery disks. And this was actually found during excavations um, uh, in, in the 1940s and 1930s in, in Egypt, uh, where they found out the, the it's called the Tuli pap- Papyrus. Uh, it's highly dis- uh, you know, disputed because they don't know if a madman wrote it or if an actual person wrote it or whatever, but they found it. But it is it is a scribe. It's apparently a scribe of a pharaoh called um, Tutmos III, who basically said that, oh, you know, as we looked up to the sky, there were fiery disks that were floating over the skies. Now, okay, if if it was just fiery disk singular, I would assume that it was the sun. But now he's saying fiery disks, so uh, unclear if it was a meteor shower or something like that. But then you then you go into like you know sort of to something older than that, maybe, or you, you go into like close to 76 BC um, or 216 BC, like Pliny the Elder, who was one of the biggest, most famous Greek philosophers in the world, um, also records like a spark fell from the sky and it grew as it descended until it appeared to be the size of the moon. And then it ascended back up to the heavens and was transformed into a light. 
I mean, if it was a meteor, yeah, it would shower down and that's it, right? But in this case, what he's saying is that he saw light fall to the ground, become and expand itself to the size of the moon, and then just go back up. So I don't know if that was the surveying mission uh, or what, but um, mm-hmm. there are older accounts, even back in Nuremberg in the Holy Roman Empire, right? They saw mm-hmm. something called an aerial battle. <laughs> that was basically large black triangular objects um, fighting against each other, apparently. Um, Whoa. That, 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 that was the really like cool one, you know, and I was like, hold up, is this like the, 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 a new Avengers movie or something? But apparently it's not, it was actually recorded history. Um, and that to me was pretty insane. You know, it, it was, it was discovered in 1561. Uh, it's called 1561 Celestial Phenomenon over Neuenberg. I'll, I'll link it in the uh, show notes. But as I'm reading about this and then, then compounding with Bob Lazar, compounding with uh, you know the, the latest news that we got um, and then listening to podcasts where Air Force pilots have seen stuff like this and I'm starting to think yeah you know what we're probably mm-hmm. alone um, now okay what galaxy they live in I don't know but because our technology is so limited to say yeah they live in Uranus like no they, they also don't live in Uranus but they don't live in Uranus uh, if they that would explain all the anal probing anyways sorry <laughs> <laughs> I told you this. <laughs> I told you this podcast is going to get nuts. Um, but Wait, yeah, jokes, that, beyond, jokes beyond your the Kuiper belt are not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't probed past the hyper belt. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm starting to slowly turn, uh, Ramiz. I'm starting to be a believer. Uh, all I so, wanted to believe. Yeah, and now I'm. Uh, Akshay, were, were you a skeptic before? Like, did you ever? Was there ever a time that you like believed that? You know, this is all bullshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I, I, well, spoilers, I still do believe like most of it is bullshit. I, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of it is fictionalized. Uh, but I'm slowly starting to come to it because there's starting to be more proof and just like, you know, educating yourself. You start to see, oh, okay, you know what? Maybe that's true. Um, but yeah, I think I'm slowly starting to turn on the idea that, you know, my theory was either we're the oldest civilization in the known galaxy and with the, you know, with the, with the start of what's called the alien race or, you know, we're the most primitive one and we're the youngest. And uh, there are other races that exist um, that are alien and, you know, far more advanced than us. But yeah. So they, for me, like just, I had to like deal with the whole allegory thing, like especially ancient civilizations. Allegory is basically like a story, like people say to each other to have either a moral narrative or a political narrative. So I was saying that maybe you know, like especially the saga of Fakad, one of the earliest uh, Sumerian uh, rulers. So he basically came up with the whole Anunnaki and confirmed it basically. So I was thinking that. Is it like, you know, like these group of idiots, like in this room, like, all right, how do we control these, <laughs> these, these little subjects? Let's just say God made us do it. So I, I really battled with that for a very, very long time, whenever I used to watch uh, uh, like these ancient documentaries. But then especially dude, like the whole scientific community, we are very technologically blessed and it's amazing. But at the same time, we're very limited in how much we can see. Like all of these planners that we have talked about having... Um, uh, intelligent life a lot of it is just based on statistics and we don't have the imaging capability to actually see whether they have actually uh, intelligent life and the whole point of um, the alien civilization being more advanced than us 
I definitely believe that they know a lot more of the physical universe and of the invisible universe, especially dark matter and dark energy. I'm pretty sure they've uh, understood those things. We are still in the very early stages because of our primitiveness and um, wormholes is something that they definitely would have been able to uh, understand if they understood quantum physics and quantum mechanics. I definitely feel that they do exist. We really don't have the capabilities. I mean, the Kepler probe itself, it's basically taking very grainy, like, you yeah. know, 720p images of a huge, huge put, 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 so. potato camera. Uh, it has a potato <laughs> camera on board. I mean, that's not to diminish the freaking achievement of actually oh, yeah, sending a probe out to deep space. <laughs> Nuts. Uh, okay. Akshit, uh, you were saying, I, I know we stopped you right there, but uh, I was just curious to get your, your opinion there. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this in here, but I have like two questions. I love, you know, you'll, you'll find that I love this topic so much. Like we could just like spend the next 40 minutes or four hours talking about this, you know, but this is two chains of thoughts. Like a, like first is a question that I want to put in. Like, is, is there sort of a, 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 like a, you know, what you call a tipping point, you know, or an event or, a, or, or something that happened that sort of, like convinced you, you know, that this, this is, this is real, dude, this is happening, you know? And, and second is, is, is that, uh, do you guys be, like, if, if you guys believe that, you know, that the, the aliens exist is, do you actually believe that they, at some point in history, in, in, in our timeline, in, in, in the earth's timeline of, of like one point, like 4.4 billion years, 4.8 billion years that, that, the aliens actually like, like you know, they visited or physically. This is, you know, this is something that I really want to get your take on. Like both of you guys. All right, who wants to go first? Actually, you or me? Oh, feel free to go first, man. All right. So the first one is the tipping point. I would say that, like how, how my mind works is you're always in our society and our civilization currently. You follow the money, and mm-hmm. when you have defense contractors who are still employed with actual uh, uh, government contracts, when they start coming out and uh, briefing people and it, knowing government how it leaks nowadays, I, def- that, I feel that was the tipping point for me. It is all fantasy and like looking at Lazar, it was like, oh, it's very fascinating. And then especially even um, when it came to Area 51 and all of that, it is like, you know, nice conspiracy thoughts and stuff. But when defense contractors start uh, talking about it, that was the biggest tipping point for me. That would made me think yeah. like, okay, yeah. what would be the incentive for somebody to lose their job in a, especially a lucrative career like that? Who has credentials? I've, I've watched a few of his documentaries as well. I don't think he's the be all end all uh, when it comes to uh, uh, alien life, but these people have a lot to lose, especially when it comes to their livelihoods. And Lazar yeah. was kind of an outlier. He was considered quirky and stuff, but he was the only outlier. So that's why it, it it made me hesitant, but um, yeah, dude, that was the tipping point uh, because everything was still like anecdotal evidence. Um, so yeah, this one was the biggest tipping point. And then going back to history, because you try to differentiate between when it's politically uh, feasible to you know control your population, and when you see these type of things, like the the one in the Greek thing that Akshay told me, that's like that's completely new to me. I had no idea. And yeah. then the floating thing that is what stands out. Yeah. Because if it's something which is a projectile based and you have gravitational forces, that's when you're like, okay, fine, it might be a meteor. Or but, you know, floating stuff. And then even 
how a lot of religious texts have mahabharat and um, even uh, in the bible they have the nephilim and then you know these god sent uh, beings uh, mixing with uh, humans and create or creating humans that that is like you know you, you're trying to find the outliers and yeah those are like really starting to add up now and the second one is visit earth i definitely think that they think of us as either test subjects to see how certain uh, life forms interact with each other or they or they already know that we exist and you know like the whole uh, brainiac experiment whether but not based on us being uh, in a petri dish but basically observations if they're that mm-hmm. advanced if they know a lot more than us it's like uh, why how we see bees for example how we mm-hmm. understand and judge their civilization civilization mm-hmm. and how they function biologically so i don't think that they would feel it's necessary for them to interact with us but i definitely do feel that yeah there might be a possibility that they actually have visited and they currently know where we exist right so i sorry to cut you off you know we're getting close to the end of part 1 um but just to to your point you know what sort of what was the tipping point i i guess doing more research and then just understanding okay you know if the defense contractors in itself like i completely agree with ramiz i think that for me that was definitely the 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 trigger and oh have they visited us i personally think so having traveled to turkey uh, you know which is one of the oldest civilizations in the world you know you start to see things and you're like i don't i don't think we can really explain that so uh that was my sort of trigger to say ah, potentially you know they could have done this and to your point about us being experiments to me is i i think i, I don't know uh, if that's true if it is is a very very cruel experiment let me just put it that way because life sucks um uh, you know they're probably looking at us like how we created pinky and the brain uh, and we're just going you know hey what are we doing tonight pinky and akshay will obviously say you know the same thing we do every night we just try to take over the world um but uh, to me i think the biggest sort of trigger was now there's like unsurmountable evidence right there's slowly like everything's coming out and that's kind of cool um well that was fun uh, yeah i think that's a great segue for part 2 talking about anunnaki i think is. that's a really really good uh, segue it is it is it is i can't wait to go uh, insane uh, with the anunnaki stuff well thank you for joining us in part 1 hopefully this was fun and informative and somewhat jarring and also very very weird uh we look forward to talking to you guys in uh, part 2 um and uh, we will see you all right welcome to uh welcome to part 2 of the brain juice we're happy that that you're here as you know we've got a special guest we've got the imagineer with us uh and we've been talking about aliens and uh hopefully soon the anunnaki and uh, another bunch of crazy shit which will be quite interesting to listen to um all right akshit uh, i'm going to put you on the spot let's let's talk about your crazy anunnaki theory uh, well it so, may may not be too crazy let's see but it's it, it's you know in, in terms of in terms of i think i think you were the one who introduced me to this to this whole concept and and it's a funny story again i don't want to go like too much into that but this is this is a web security one class i'm and i'm and i'm fucked after my first midterm because uh, i don't know uh, what happened to me and then akshay just sends me a link and then we talk about like basically all our lives from that point on and i was like how is this thing you know not 
uh, you know talk to us or or you know how is this thing like has been hidden from me like all all my life it's it, it, is 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 this whole like idea of of like gods you know living amongst us and you know sowing the seeds of of our civilization if you may um everything that we've ever learned and everything that we ever will learn has been derived and has been sort of you know embedded in this sort of sumerian tablets if you may you know you know the the the, the you know the relics that we've found and then you know the architecture that that you know people talk about and it just it it befuddles me that we don't talk about it as much and it, it, it just blows my mind yeah yeah and just to just to let everybody know what the anunnaki is uh this is supposedly a race of super gods or super beings right uh, just to continue with our alien theme a little bit um they arrived about 450000 years ago looking for minerals uh mostly gold right which they began mining in africa close to egypt uh and sumeria and uh when you know the anunnaki miners became displeased with the working conditions they basically you know adopted communism so to speak uh, and, and revolt revolt they were che guevara before che guevara the og che guevara um and and what they did was you know they said oh it's too hard for me or you know the, the, this isn't right so what they did is you know they decided to you know escalate up so to speak uh, to upper management and tell the 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 upper management alien beings that hey things suck here so we're going to need to find out a different sort of labor force so what the scientists decided were okay fine you know we'll we'll impose a little bit of our genes you know take a little bit of sand and then eventually build homo erectus and they would replace the miners so to speak and uh and and that's what uh, sort of is the basis of the anunnaki story um but what's crazy is ancient texts are available in sumeria that were dug up that actually supports a lot of this and it's like a precursor to before the mahabharata was written or before uh, you know a lot of religious books were written and it's one of the oldest civilizations in the world um or probably is the oldest civilization yeah. i'm not too sure on it that. is but, but not validated by the scientific community right like in in terms of in 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 terms of what were taught in schools apparently you know uh, the 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 ancient like egyptians go back 9000 years you know the harappan or indian civilization goes back 6 7000 years of known history then we get the romans and stuff but sumerians are never taught you know the anunnaki mm. and you know there's subsequent sort of uh i don't know i it, it's there's nothing that you, you know yeah you just basically thought about the mesopotamian civilization being the oldest one but even that based on archaeological findings like we just yeah. found out about gobekli tepe and all of these uh, mm-hmm. ancient civilizations, ancient civilizations yeah. we can't really like thread that needle of why exactly these texts are I mean we kind of get it why because every single um, textbook has to have a for- format and adding new data every day is basically inconvenient for them yeah. but at the same time yeah that that's basically and the reason why I think that anunnaki are not taught uh, of is because I feel like it is like a young mind is going to learn about these mythological deities and then try to you know um superimpose that to 
organized religion, basically. And you see a lot of similarities to how these Common, yes. had their own bottle, uh, like battles and had their own, you know, like these family dramas and epics. Uh, and it's you see it in a lot of Judeo-Christian, Islamic, and even, uh, um, you, you know, um, um, Jewish religions. Jewish, yeah, in, in the, in, and in the Hindu religion as well, especially the Mahabharata. Like when I was reading uh, the Anunnaki story, it was eerily similar to how these ancient beings had these battles with their own uh, siblings and then even opposing uh, factions. And, you know, like Akshay had mentioned the, um, regarding the Anunnaki, it's based on this guy called uh, Enki who created uh, humans to a certain extent. Well, well, it's, it's based on actually two deities. It's An and Ki, right? Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, and together they're one being called Enki. So An is the male version and Ki is the female version. Yeah. And they both, yeah, they're both God and goddesses that created the world. But yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so... Uh, no, but, but, I, but, but the I'm, template but, remains the same. Yeah, 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 the template remains the same, you know, across all organized and disorganized religion or, or everything that we talk about, you know, the, basically religion is the social structure that constructs you know, civilizations, if you may, and, and, and the and just sort of the seeds of how humans come come to be living together, you know, under an umbrella of a god, if you may. It stems from here, right? Like the seeds of what you said, An and Ki, it, Adam and Eve, you know, everything. Uh, until Charles Darwin, of course. But... <laughs> No, but they actually had like physical evidence of Idan, like like basically the Garden of Eden. Basically, people talk about it is based on uh, actual uh, this thing archaeological evidence that the they had these type of physical locations. But how they've been interpreted in religion, and then you know, like based on allegory, like how they try to like format and submit the will of the populace. It's like. <laughs> Like a negative feedback loop of what the gods basically try to do. Very, very, very David Icke of you, Amaze. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> no, but I think, um, you know, that's that's an interesting point, right? Like, you know, to, to really understand the Anunnaki story, I think it's it's important that we sort of set the stage for what the Sumerian civilization looked like. Uh, you know, they the Sumerian civilization appeared on sort of archaeological record, I think by around 4,500 uh, BC, you know, located in present-day Mesopotamia, well, Iraq, uh, Mesopotamia. And, you know, as much as we like to call Mohenjo-daro and Harappa the cradle of civilization, they were the cradle of civilization before the cradle of civilization, the OG cradle of civilization, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, Sumer at the time was just a handful of states that were controlled and ruled by priests. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm, I'm stressing at that point for a particular reason. Um, and each was organized around a city or a temple, which is called a ziggurat. Um, the ziggurats were a place to worship the Anunnaki. They were basically sort of layered pyramids with like flat tops. Um, so yeah, you can just think about pyramids. Like the Aztecs, yeah. Right, kind of like Chichen Itza. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. like Chichen Itza. Yeah. So yeah, the, this community obviously, you know, um, carved into stone the, the idea of the Anunnaki. Um, and uh, that's one cool things about you know what we got from from Sumer were the was the concept of time. We actually got the twenty four hour day and the sixty minute hour from Sumerians, which was actually pretty cool. Um, it's it's important that we understand that the Anunnaki theory sort of comes from 
uh, you know, the Epic of Gilgamesh, which was written uh, by a historical king of Sumer. Um, and it was the Bible, so to speak, of the Sumerian people. And in the, uh, in the, uh, in, in the Epic of Gilgamesh, when you start listening to it, and you can watch it on YouTube too, and you can start reading about it, you'll start seeing similarities of, you know, the flying discs, uh, you, you know, Chariot of Fire. The floods. The floods. Um, the floods. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and things that are so, like sky gods, they call them sky gods, right? Like the, these are things that you can closely associate with things in the Old Testament uh, of, the, of the Christian Bible. And uh, the, the, the Mahabharata story, like you can think about, you know, lifting giant mountains up into the sky and moving it about. And these are all things that you can listen to. And you're like, huh, this is interesting. It sounds very familiar. Um, yeah. And, you know, the theory of the ancient astronaut that, that was an off-world being that came to pose as gods to influence human affairs for millennia is, sounds pretty crazy. But I also think there's some sort of truth to it. Uh, there's a fantastic book I would recommend for people who haven't read it. It's called Forbidden Archaeology. It is basically archaeology that's not reported in mainstream. So I would suggest that everybody read through it. Hey, Akshit, like uh, regarding the Anunnaki, what part do you think is the most convincing to you that they actually were a part of the world? And whether do they still exist? Are they still able to observe us? Like, What is your take on it? See, for, for, for me, uh, what got me sort of really hooked on, and, I, and, I, and I'd be lying if I tell you that I'm not skeptical about this whole thing in, in, a, in a way, right? There'll be days of like, yeah, what bullshit this is. I mean, you know, there's this complete crap, you know, you just, you just go to the temple and, then, you know, whatever your dad says is right, you know, whatever. There's some bullshit. There. But if you, if, you, if you look at it, from from a perspective of not yourself, you know what I mean. Like like this, look at it on how how the world is right now. You know, sort of um, in, in camps. The world is in camps, and it's very easy to sort of you know club people together. It's it's so easy. Find a couple you know things that they believe in and club them together, and, and this is very easy. And I think that's um, uh, the the whole idea of 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 gods. Uh, showing us the way of how stuff is done in the first place and that evolving into, you know, into prosperity, if you may, of the people, you know what I mean? Like the, the gods came in, you know, they might not be gods. They just knew how to dig. They knew the value of gold and then they knew the, the value of metals and their malleability. And then, you know, basically could, you know, if, for example, you, you take your engineering skills a hundred years back, you'd be a god. Right, you could influence religion. You could do whatever the heck you want with those people, right? And that's what that's what that's what sort of got me hooked on. That these people have, for some reason or or by some way, transcended into this this time which is not theirs, right? And they're making use of all of their sort of prowess to influence all of these people to become gods. And that's that's something that I seriously relate with because you you see that happening even in present day. Everywhere, you know, it, it's it's happening everywhere. You take any aspect of of the world at this moment, that's that's basically the same thing happening. You know, just just people following a template, you know, following somebody who's really confident of what he does and knows exactly what he's doing, and he's a god basically. Somebody drives with a straight bad right elbow, he's a, he's a straight bad god, right? So. <laughs> 
sorry yeah. i had to do that but Cr- cricket reference no but you, you know what you, you make total sense because we that's exactly what we are doing like if you look at the composition of a planet it's basically rare earth materials which have you know lasted millions and millions of years to basically form and what we're doing right now is like you can uh, check out a bloomberg uh, video on youtube like the world's first trillionaire what are they basically trying to do is basically mine asteroids for their source materials and to advance our civilization so it's not like right. something that's completely you know out there is it's not some crackpot theory at all because that is mm-hmm. if you are a carbon based life form then you're going to try to use materials which are going to benefit your civilization and exactly uh, like the anunnaki going for gold is not something that is completely out of the blue because yeah gold is pretty abundant on this earth we give it intrinsic value because it's based on our belief that gold is this thing but it has a lot of physical properties which are very very uh, beneficial for us but yeah them coming to this earth to mine uh, rare earth materials is definitely not outlandish and since the earth has a very good habitation you know you never know <laughs> like you never know what sort of animals that they either took back as experiments or they put on this earth the, obviously this is speculation but it's not something that is not something that we are practicing to today especially well you know like i said in the last podcast i for one welcome our new brand new alien overlords and i can't wait to awaken my dormant uh, sumerian uh anunnaki god gene god gene within me uh, <laughs> hey hey who knows man scientology may be proven right uh, at the end of the day but Uh, but <laughs> the only movies that will release are like you know mission anything starring yeah that's, anything starring tom cruise yeah, tom cruise that's <laughs> the only movie you can know. um, everything else there was a weird fact i read about tom cruise apparently that you know he divorces all his wives when they turn 33 like nicole kidman mimi rogers uh, and i forgot who was uh, kenny holmes what is he a tesla fanboy or something <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> like nikola tesla loves 33 so <laughs> I, i don't know i don't know I, uh, hey uh, you know uh you uh, know ronald hubbard was was a big science fiction writer right so definitely might have tapped into the nikola tesla uh series wow that was a lot well you know i think that that we've sort of got to you know a, a nice stopping point with with the alien stuff uh considering the time we have left uh kind of wanted to shift gears uh into something i thought about and i thought about bringing up which is going to be a complete change from what we did uh which is the you know I started was playing around and toying with the idea of talking about this but uh I wanted to talk about the MK Ultra program uh which was introduced by the CIA in the 1950s uh before I get started though uh, cuz I'll go off do you guys have an idea of what the MK Ultra program was about nope so uh yeah I kind of had a basic understanding that it was a mind control or basically uh psychological reconditioning where basically you're brainwashed or you're given a uh, some form of medication like sodium pentothal and then or sedatives to basically brainwash you into doing something either legal or illegal or create like super soldiers like captain america or something like that <laughs> so uh, so a modern day indian whatsapp group basically <laughs> <laughs> Right. So true. Oh morning, my god. Every single morning my dad sends out these like periodic updates at like 8:45, you know, it's there in your inbox. No matter if you've read them or not, you know, even oh, if you block them they somehow, I think my dad has figured out like a certain different layer of, you know, 
information transfer i don't i don't think he uses stps anymore he just he, he i mean, you know but yeah Oh, wow. <laughs> you you actually took it to its natural conclusion which I was going to get to you went from like okay I was going to tell you about all the cool stuff about MK Ultra but at the end of the day I was going to say oh look social media is another tool by which the CIA is mind controlling us right now uh in the words of the great Pete Diddy and get him to the great the man fucking you right now so um <laughs> So just to just to give you a background of what MK Ultra was, you know, back in the 1950s, it was the peak of the Cold War, right? It was between the uh, US and Russia. Um the United States government not just feared the Soviet Union but also North Korean agents and Chinese agents and you know they they were afraid that those groups were using mind control to brainwash US POWs in Korea. So in response to that, you know, then director of the CIA Alan Dulles uh actually approved MK Ultra in 1953 it was set to be a covert operation to develop techniques that could be used against soviet agents right so you know when you think about the winter soldier like captain america and the winter soldier you, you know you hear daniel bruhl who played baron zemo say a few words right and then all of a sudden the winter soldier is activated so it was like you know sleeper agents thinking about how to develop sleeper agents how to develop uh, you know sort of psychological manipulation so the program uh, involved more than 150 human experiments that related to not just adults but also teens and kids um they involved giving people psychedelic drugs like you know LSD MDMA mescaline um paralytics and electroshock th- therapy and uh, sometimes these people know what they were in for but a lot of the times a lot of kids didn't know what was going on and they were all part of the MK ultra program if you want to know what the closest sort of replication of this is stranger things it's basically 11 um you know who is conditioned into you know developing these powers of course without the cool telekinesis and all that stuff but yeah that's the closest thing a lot of these tests were sort of conducted in you know universities as well you know hospitals or prisons like a lot of prisons just randomly disappeared from you know big prisons um and it's not really clear how many people were involved but uh in 1973 after the you know after the last uh, cia uh, director saw these files he ordered it to be all burned in 1973 just to prevent them coming out however uh, if you go to cia.gov and search for mk ultra there's an actual interview with one of the participants of the mk ultra program and it talks about how they were given mdma meth heroin mushrooms psilocybin mushrooms and stuff to actually think about you know mind control the other thing that they also experimented with was subliminal messaging uh in like you know tv shows like uh sesame street they also tried to do you know push things like you know just imagine elmo basically telling you like the kindest nicest softest things but subliminally he's asking you to kill your whole, whole family like that's what they tried to get it um the theory of of this right started with uh with as it always starts with uh those weird people uh, back in germany who thought they were superior to other human beings um a lot of these scientists that participated in the uh, in the in the mk ultra they immigrated program, to the us well they didn't immigrate to the us they immigrated to south america and somehow found themselves in the us i'm not going to say where, from which country or where but uh it should be self evident that a lot of german scientists moved from south america to the us just to participate in this werner von braun the the, the you, you know the father of 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 the apollo missions and the gemini missions is a, it's a yeah. nazi 
yeah even yeah even the head of uh, the manhattan project the first nuclear bomb opened up they, they were yeah yeah they were they were all yeah. german yeah um so uh, there was one particular operation that i thought was really cool uh, it was called operation midnight climax uh, it was basically Hello. where yeah so Sounds so like an erotic novel <laughs> you're, you're you're not wrong you're not wrong so the reason is what the government did was they employed prostitutes and they employed Dang. prostitutes and they lured you know their customers quote unquote customers to cia safe houses where they started experimenting with drugs so was this was this around kensington no 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 it was it was in san francisco in marin county san francisco in oh. new york city uh, of course <laughs> so so what they would do is they would dose them with lsd and then while well, at times you know when they were drinking cocktails and stuff there would be a two way mirror so they would be watching the drugs effects on their behavior and then they would you know bug the room and stuff and they would look like electrical outlets and stuff um there was an interesting uh, agent named george white who wrote to uh, this guy called sydney gottlieb who was uh, a in the agency's leading sort of chemist and poison expert uh, he wrote to him and basically said uh, in 1971 he's like of course you know i wanted to do it but i wholeheartedly want to do this because it was extremely fun and that was something that was weird too like they employed agents who was like thinking about Some this in such weird ways megalomaniacal psychos yeah yeah it was it was pretty nuts it was pretty nuts um one of the more notable people to have gone through this experiment was ted kaczynski and ted kaczynski in another word uh, is called the unabomber um and then there was another guy that famously was pa- played by uh, by johnny depp um which was uh, whitey bulger right um these two people were uh, supposed to have undergone uh, therapy uh, well i put therapy in quotes because that was the word for mk ultra programming and uh, you know they were asked to you know run things right like it was a method to see if they could one psychologically manipulate you control you and two if they could do population control too so it was like it started to get a little weird for me like when i was starting to read this and then after that i started reading about the church committee so in 1974 as uh, a new york times journalist he basically published a story about how the cia was conducting these drug experiments and he was starting to bring out the process of mk ultra and what it was so there was a guy called the church there was a committee designed uh, by democratic senator frank church at the time he was going to you know investigate cia fbi and other us intelligence agencies because around that time watergate happened so they finally went into more detail and found out that I mean, you mentioned this a while ago uh fidel castro with cigars um they managed to find out plots involving mk ultra and linking assassinations to fidel castro and then independence day doesn't in the congolese and stuff so that to me was like pretty insanely you know interesting and then now it just kind of come to this natural conclusion of 2020 where we're sitting here and in 2016 there was a big election and you saw facebook and twitter and and instagram being manipulated to a point where you know we voted for you know the us voted for the wrong person 
And there's a huge shift in mindset to the conservative mindset. Well, not really conservative, more towards a, a, a right-wing sort of mindset, a, a sort of a hateful rhetoric. And you start to see that, you try to think, is MK Ultra really dead? Or is it just called a different name? And oh, it's not dead. It's not dead at all. For sure. Well, I'm glad I could, I could, I could convince you because it's now it's not MDMA, it's not mescaline, it's not heroin, it's not methamphetamine. It's one chemical, dopamine. And, uh, you know, that to me was very interesting. Until today, I, I kind of maintain that the MKUltra program was not meant to create a super soldier, right? It was definitely meant to control your actions and control uh, the way you think critically and all that stuff. But, uh, and I started to think about it. Oh, in 1973, everything was burned. Well, guess what? You know, they're still going with it in 2020. Um, so, yeah, that's... In principle. The, in principle, yeah. That's, that's my whole rant. Uh, I wanted to get you guys' questions, clarifications. It's serious. That is like seriously mind-boggling. Like I, I, every time I like hear about Cambridge Analytica <laughs> and in the whole sort of fiasco that happened, you know, with, with this thing. I mean, even till date, like Julian Assange is, is, is in jail or, or yeah. is in captivity, right? Like for what? Yeah. For exposing some documents for for basically creating a Tinder for PDF files. Is, you know. <laughs> Swipe right in that PDF file, okay. Yeah, I like this, you know. Yeah, I like this. Okay. And <laughs> the thing is, before going to jail, you have to actually flirt with the PDF document because that would, otherwise, you know, what's the point? Um, Ramiz, what about you, man? What, what, any questions or, or thoughts? So, I agree with everything that you said because, I mean, a lot of it, all of it is based on facts. What I'm trying to understand is, what what is their end goal like i i kind of have an assumption of what their end goal is it's basically like create obedient workers with no form of by the time you're done with the social conditioning through social media and keeping you occupied mentally you're just gonna be you know a product or somebody who's consuming a product what do you think is the end goal of this uh, social conditioning especially through social media what i think is the end goal yeah i think um it the end goal is to sway the larger population towards an ideal that is, that fits this larger group's incentive right i don't know if that makes sense basically what i'm trying to say is like the smaller group's keep, incentives keep, who yeah, have this, the this, capital yeah. keep, keep the military industrial complex running and keep exactly. it funded every year like yeah, 500 yeah. billion dollars for what right yeah, sending yeah. 127 uh, yeah. uh, f35s to turkey yeah. yeah. Exactly. Keep, keep Saudi that, regime. Keep, yeah. 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 Keep, keep, keep that, keep that going on. Yeah. You know, the same thing. To like, keep perpetual power, basically. Yeah. Just to, just to put it closer to our, our own homes, right? India. Um, you watch Mr. Goswami rant, right? There's a specific section of people that, that look at it and go, oh, he's spreading truth and we should be following him. And he continues to post that rhetoric. And you know, he might be a puppet that's being pulled around by you know, other government entities and things like that. But with him doing this, there is a large uh, audience that's listening to it and being controlled by his worldviews. Um, we are getting close to the end of, end of part two. I kind of wanted to stop, get uh, any other sort of interesting uh, theories, uh, conspiracy theories. I wanted to ask you quickly about the simulation theory. Uh, Akshat, do we live in a simulation? Yes or no? Uh, I'll have to say no, 
because I don't think we have the computational power to render, you know, the graphics that we have. We might not. The Anunnaki might. Um, <laughs> Ramiz, what about you? I definitely don't think so. Um, mainly because uh, if anyone does feel like they are um, in a simulation, I, uh, I highly recommend reading Rene Descartes. He's a very famous philosopher who came up with the quote, Cogito Orga Sum, which is basically, I, I, I think, I therefore I am. Yeah, I think, therefore I am. Yeah, so, yeah, so definitely if somebody is going through that type of mindset, you will kind of realize that we're not in a simulation because we have individual actions. Um, well, let's let's jump, jump into that in, in another podcast for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, this was fun. Uh, in the next part, we'll try to keep it light. We'll continue to stick with our fun theme. Akshay, we've got a fun rapid fire question for you. So that's going to be interesting. Um, Wait, you should discuss that monkey man because I have an interesting sort of uh, anecdote yeah. from my personal life that I want to share with that. I, I don't know uh, if you'll relate to that. But please, let's let's discuss the monkey man. Yeah, next part, we'll talk about the monkey man uh, of Delhi, uh, which is, you know, back in 2001. Let's talk about that in part two, part three. Yeah, I keep forgetting which part it is or which episode it is. Why are we even doing this? Uh- hey, Ramiz, ever thought about building your own PC? Yeah, man, I'm really into uh, learning how to build the PCs, but... Uh, I don't really see a lot of uh, gamer PCs and how to build those. Well, have I got the YouTube channel for you? I know I sound salesy, but uh, one of our good friends, Rojan, uh, started his own YouTube channel. It's called RJ Gamer Tech. Uh, give him a like, follow, subscribe, and all those other YouTube things uh, for really cool PC builds. Um, yeah, he's already got a few videos up about uh, about the AMD Ryzen, so definitely check him out. Uh, give him a like and subscribe and hopefully we'll uh, see you in the next part all right welcome to part three of brain juice uh, and the conclusion to this wonderfully weird and crazy episode of it um all right so before we get into sort of the fun stuff well this is all fun stuff before we get into the rapid fire stuff actually you mentioned that you wanted to talk about the monkey man of delhi uh which spawned yeah. the wildly successful delhi six uh yeah, yeah. Okay. so I'll, I'll let you have that platform. I, I believe, believe me or not, I, I, I'm I'm actually a huge fan of Inyar Rahman. I think he's one of um, India's finest sort of music directors. Like, I, growing up, I did not have access to a lot of um, like independent music or or American, you know, you know, the artists that I've sort of like grown to love. So, my, like, I've 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 loved uh, Inyar Rahman, and I think Delhi Six is one of his finest works. Um, of you know, there's, there's a song. Uh, it's I think it's a trip. It's a it's a trip song. Very sort of fly. Very where Abhishek Bachchan is kind of the monkey man, and and he sort of flies over New York City, and you know does all kinds of weird shit. But that song is so beautiful. You know, it's it's so beautifully written. It's just that you know Akshay Abhishek Bachchan he messes the whole thing up. Besides the point that 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 movie was. I think it was a little ahead of its time. I think so because uh, it, it's a very nuanced topic, you know, handled very nicely by one of again one of my favorite directors, Rakesh Prakash Mehra. But I'm actually looking forward to to uh, the actual sort of like incident or, or or that you know mass hysteria during when this was active, you know, the monkey well, man I, in Delhi. Yeah, I, I think you solved the mystery right there. Abhishek Bachchan was the monkey man. 
So yeah. we will chalk it down to we'll chalk it down to Abhishek Bachchan or the Bachchan family uh, being the proponent of mass hysteria, just to you know eventually yeah. make the movie like twenty years later. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was that was an interesting fact. Uh, I remember when this came out and it was all the rage on the news channels. There were actually pictures, and then they started mm-hmm. saying that oh, the Monkey Man has a a motherboard enabled, and I'm like, uh-huh. what does that even mean? <laughs> Well, yeah. and this is a this is a part in the movie. Like they actually, they actually like they say this in the movie that this guy has sort of a, you know a Raspberry Pi mounted for you know with, with all the embedded <laughs> systems. You know, kind of good robotics, man. I mean, it's way ahead of its time again. This is just like Mojo Jojo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, Mojo Jojo was the archetypal monkey man. So my speak. my fav- my favorite bad guy or my favorite. You know, villain. villain. Yeah. After the, the Amoeba brothers. brothers. The Amoeba brothers were nuts. Yeah. <laughs> they were so, chill, dude. Yeah, they were. <laughs> this, is a, this is a Powerpuff Girls, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Three yeah. grown-ass men talking about Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> dude, I love that show. I love that show. I, I, I don't know if you guys... Did you, did you guys... I, 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 I watched a lot of Cartoon Network. and Way too much. I think even after I grew up, there was this small section called Shake Your Tail Feathers. Did you know that? And there was this make-believe concert that the Power Curve, you know, Power Puff Girls held. The song is called, what's it called? Um, love Lily goes, Lily. love makes the world go round. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah, and, yeah. And Mojo Jojo is actually on stage, and he's on like, stage he's and doing he's the whole dancing. monkey techno dance thing. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Uh, him from the Power Puff Girls freaked me out. Yeah, that dude oh. was uh, was way ahead of his time. Uh, oh my the, god, freaked the, me out. That the, that the voice. Him? Have you? Do you? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The red character, like yeah. the devil face and stuff. Oh yeah. my god, that, that, that dude character was, gave me nightmares. Actually, now that you think about, it, now that I think about, it, you kind of remind me of Eustace from Curse the Cowardly Dog. Oh, you kind of, you kind of look like him now. Stupid bad <laughs> dog. <laughs> I, I love the southern. You know, I didn't recognize the southern when I first watched it, but I now love the southern that he talks. You know, oh, Eustace yeah. talks, and you know. He does. My dog, booga, booga, booga. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've talked about cartoons way too much. Uh, aliens, cartoons, a bunch of weird stuff. Um, Wait, mind control. Akshay, <laughs> yep. Akshay, before before I don't know, we, we conclude or, or, or uh, you know, this is one anecdote I wanted to share. Like like the monkey man. You know, I don't know if this was like mainstream news or something, but but growing up, I think I was in my uh, fourth grade or my fifth grade. Uh, uh, some something similar happened in Mumbai. Uh, it, this is this was the this was the the three-headed lady apparently, which you know she uh, this 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 person or this being um, you know roamed around this, the suburbs of Mumbai and murdered like uh, a lot of um, like street dwellers. You know, people who slept on the streets. They were murdered by this three-headed, and it, it was. It caused me nightmares to sleep, man. It, that was the level of um, sort of, you know, like hysteria penetration, if you will. Um, my parents wouldn't allow me to go down and play after after dark. Like my every day, my dad used to come pick me up from school, and and I'm a, I'm, I'm I go to school on my bus, right? My dad's stopping all of that. He's like, he's not having any of this crap. Like me and my brother were going to school with my dad. We're coming back on that Chetak scooter. Uh, this, this is 
this was mass hysteria like this and it was genuinely scary and i think there's a lot of show i don't know if you watch like the show called hum panch uh, yeah this is yep it, 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 this this is a very very like famous show uh, while we were growing up i don't know when you grew up because you were like younger than me but while i was growing up and you know this was a very it was a rage show like it was you know like prime time telly and and they premiered they premiered an episode with 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 the teen mundi wali if you will it's, it's called the you know she's called the teen google it if you want and it, it's something similar you know this guy a mass murderer murdering people or guy or anybody murdering people for money like basically homeless people and creating like terror on the streets basically yeah man i it's like a lot of mental health like uh, from our past episodes regarding mental health i think a lot of mm-hmm. these psychotic uh, psychotic minds have not you know or have been outcasted by society and a lot of it has to do with mental health uh, ignorance uh, i i feel like especially like given the physical features the three headed one i'm not so sure how that biologically possible but no, i, I mean like yeah 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 definitely and this to to scare people basically yeah murdering homelessness is like Oh my god you you rot in hell for that type of stuff yeah. like seriously and and, and and mumbai is like typically it's been like typically very very bad for home dwellers there's there's all sort of like serial killers from raghav raman to teen mundiwali to mr salman khan and you know all sorts of people who just hit me but uh, wow <laughs> it's it's not a great place to be a homeless guy you know mumbai it's not a great place to be anybody in mumbai but but um, oh know, gosh so, that 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 yeah. was uh, that was fantastic man yeah. you said salman khan and then homeless people and i'm like i just made the connection so it's a low hanging fruit i had to make that joke <laughs> <laughs> all right considering we've talked about bhai enough now um maybe we should move on to to the rapid fire questions i think this was um, this was a lot of fun Ramis, I'm excited. This is your yes. favorite part of the show, so let let's do this. Uh, all right, uh, Akshat. So, um, favorite book? Uh, Harry Potter. And Wait, which part? And the Order of the Phoenix. Awesome, because that's the uh, only book podcast? I owned for a long time. Uh, oh, yeah, podcast? I love Harry Potter, dude. Favorite podcast? Um, um, the Daily by New York Times. Yeah, I was about to murder you. I still will. Yeah, because you didn't see the changes. So, uh, it, it's getting there, man. Once you hire those Bangladeshis, you know those... <laughs> that actually promote. Oh, that's another conspiracy theory that we have to talk about at some point. There are a group of people if, from Bangladesh that actually push your reviews up so that you get uh, higher reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, that's probably how Joe Rogan got his Spotify money. Sorry. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So, uh, favorite uh, superhero. Uh, Batman. Dude, we were like all alike. No way. All right. No way. <laughs> all right. So, public figure which inspires you currently? Uh, APJ Abdul Kalam. Or you, you talking about currently? Currently, currently, yeah. Ben Ben Stokes. He's oh. an English cricketer. Ben Stokes. I love this guy. I I don't know. Mentality. I, I, mentality. Uh oh. Like public figure, right? A sports person should be okay, right? Yeah, yeah public figure. Some... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah just sure. just the way just the way he conducts himself on the field, man. Like this is this guy is on another level. He, he there's like ten feet 
of you know numbers and then this guy and then nobody else on the field like they, i think there was a time when sachin was there he's he's there now but yeah he inspires me the every entire, day the entirety of mumbai is now looking at you like uh, you are a blight on their society for not saying such a thing uh uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> He's retired so yeah. No, no. Yeah. All, right, all right. So uh which band are you listening to right now? Uh right now uh there's this band called Chinese Man that I'm listening to. It's it's, it's a uh um it, it's it, it's it, it's it's fa- favorite it's, it's the song that I'm listening to right now it's 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 called Ordinary Man. It's uh I don't know how I got it but it was on my Spotify daily. like recommendations and i loved it and i just can't stop it so uh, uh chinese man and i'm this and this one song and i think suraj uh, akshay will sort of attest to this is every day i listen to uh the sultans of swing at least thrice every day <laughs> so you can't you can't go wrong with that uh, yeah no matter what whatever what happens i have to have that song yeah bagnafla i clapped in you those guys are yeah. amazing guitarists so yeah definitely Uh, all right uh, greatest icon of the 21st century ah nelson mandela uh your healthy food option we got to keep it a little healthy right <laughs> oh i i i just had like two whole pizzas um <laughs> so I, i'd like to say uh i don't know healthy options grilled chicken i think nice a most overhyped celebrity last question Oh, so many. Oh, so many. Most overhyped. Like we should do sort of uh, like divisions in it. But most overhyped. I think. I think the the Kardashian. Good answer. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. There, there's a that's a universal answer for that question for some reason. Well, okay. Let's let's uh, take something else. No, no, no. Overhyped. Feel free to feel free to just stick to it. That's okay. Yeah. Maybe there's a low-hanging fruit. But yeah, yeah, Kardashians. Awesome. So, all right, um, Akshay, are we doing one for you and me as well? Do one for uh, all the time, man. Every episode, you know, my answers keep changing. So, every day. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Favorite book right now. Uh, I am reading about uh, the Canadian privacy laws. Surprisingly, I have it up here. Uh, <laughs> it's called wow. Data Protection Law and Policy for the Practitioner. Uh, I don't know why I'm reading it, but I am. So there we are. Nerd. <laughs> Look what I have got going. <laughs> Wireless communication. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite podcast right now. Uh, so considering this is a conspiracy podcast, just this episode, there's this fantastic podcast run by some folks in Ireland called the Those Conspiracy Guys. Uh, you know, if you think our podcast is long, try to listen to theirs. It's like seven hours, <laughs> but it's fantastic content. So yeah, definitely those guys. All right, healthy food option right now. Uh, so what I like doing is to actually have lean meat. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not vegan or vegetarian. It's a, you know, lean meat. Um, I like to have some cheese on top of it, uh, and potentially some bread on the side, maybe on top of it. Uh, unclear. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, you know, I like burgers. So burgers are definitely my healthy option. <laughs> Or which musician are you listening to right now? So this is fantastic band. Uh, well, actually, not this band. It's 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 the singular artist called Bonobo. Uh, I've listened to his oh. music. Uh, 
for, for years now. And uh, I introduced Bonobo to Akshit in uh, Kerala. Kerala. It's a fantastic song. Uh, yeah. It's named after my own state. So that's what I'm listening to. All right. Uh, yeah, the other stuff we've already kind of gotten into it. So, yeah, yeah now you go. All right, Ramiz. What's your healthy food option? Now, you know what? Scratch that. What did you have for lunch today? It was eat yesterday, so leftover biryani. Oh, <laughs> I made biryani, yeah. and it was oh my god, it was amazing. Fun fact: mm. like anyone who is trying to make biryani, make sure you put the cilantro paste or fresh after it's three after the the protein is cooked three fourths. Because you're gonna have a fresh and vibrant taste. It's gonna be amazing, and some fresh lemon juice. Yeah. And marinate it with saffron. You're 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 going into very uh, you know competitive territory here. You know, I <laughs> uh, I, I can yeah. I can do biryani. You know. Yeah, actually. Oh, awesome, dude. <laughs> it, it takes me takes me like a week to prepare for it, and uh, you know, but if you've never you seen can't Akshit, eat anything after that. Yeah, if you've never seen Akshit cook, it's it's a process yeah. where he just psychs himself up. And then, you know, all of a sudden it's like, you know, back in the day when the Chicago Bulls were a force, you know, they used to have that song that used to pop up, right? And that's how Akshit does it. He does the powder clap from LeBron James, all that stuff. And that's when he starts making his... Basically, I, I, you know, I started the salt play thing and he copied. <laughs> you are the I, that's how we do the, that's how I do the dhania in my way. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, Ramiz, I, I just wanted to, 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 to wish you uh, Eid Mubarak and, you know, whoever our listeners are as well, you know, you have, have a, I hope you had a great Eid. Um, thank you. Thank you. It was just yeah. indoors and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot of eating. <laughs> yeah. So as we're nearing the end of the podcast, I think, you know, as, um, as hosts, Ramiz and I both wanted to thank you, Akshit, for your time um, and for bringing you know, the sense of weirdness back to an already weird podcast. And we appreciate Always, dude. Always, we appreciate dude. you doing this. And hopefully we'll have you on uh, sometime later. You know, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about conspiracy theories. Uh, or, or you know, we'll just, we'll just shoot the shit, so to speak. Um, yeah, before we sign off, uh, you know, if you want to reach out to us, uh, we're available and reachable on Instagram at The Brain Juice or on Twitter at The Brain Juice. Uh, feel free to contact us then. And uh, before we go, I just wanted to remind you all, Epstein didn't kill himself. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have questions, comments, clarifications, strong opinions, or maybe even snide internet comments, feel free to reach out to us at The Brain Juice on Instagram and Twitter. As always... This has been your weekly dose of brain juice.